Hey everyone, it's Michael. Normally today at this time, you would probably be listening to our latest episode of Elevate Retake. In fact, we had an episode planned for today that we were going to release. But unless you live under a rock, you've probably heard about what's happened in our nation's capital yesterday, January 6, 2021, with a day that started with some peaceful protesting that turned into some rioting and looting and insurrection in our nation's capital. And we didn't want to just continue on like everything's normal uh, because in a lot of ways, things aren't. There's a national crisis going on and a lot of things are in turmoil right now. So I invited Pastor Russ, the spiritual life and development vice president at Southwestern Adventist University to come over to my office and sit down in front of some mics and try to make sense of all this and to find where our hope is at. As we face the coming year of 2021 and looking at the Bible and understanding where we are in, in Earth's history, how do we as, as Christians um, make sense of all this? Where do we, where do we have a place to, to set our hope? That's an excellent question, Pastor. The interesting um, thing is that sometimes we're looking for hope from a human perspective. Mm -hmm. And it, it was very interesting to, to watch news commentators and to hear even us talk about, man, can't wait to get out of 2020. Mm -hmm. As if the year 2021 in and of itself brings some sort of a, a hope. Right. And so here we are, what, six days into a new year, and it's pretty apparent that if we're hoping that this is, if our hope is in this year, mm -hmm. we probably have misfounded our hope. Right. The, the challenge of yesterday, um, first off, I, wanna, I think both of us want to say it was, it was wrong. Yeah. Peaceful demonstration, uh, it, it's, it's protected by our Constitution. Absolutely. Uh, have you have a right to 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 say what you believe and to stand up for what you believe but you don't have a right to uh, take over a building mm -hmm. to uh, hurt people my fifth grade teacher said my rights end where your nose begins <laughs> and uh, that right. made a lot of sense to me yeah. Um, yeah and so that that's the the preamble um, this isn't the first time that craziness has happened in Washington, D.C. Mm -hmm. And I don't want us to keep only our focus on what happens in D.C. I think we need to, to look inside of ourselves and say, what's going in, on inside of me? Yeah. Because in the craziness of this world, we've read the book of Revelation, we've read the book of Daniel, we've read the Bible, we understand that things are going to get crazier mm -hmm. before they get better. And so... What I find is, as I was meditating on this last night and this morning, am I finding my peace and my security in a country that I love very much? I'm a citizen of the United States. I, I, mm -hmm. I love it. But Paul talks about our citizenship is where? In heaven. In heaven. Yeah. And sometimes I think I forget that. Yeah. Well, in the, the United States in large part, since its founding um, has been a place of peace and safety. Yes. It was founded on on morals, on a biblically based worldview, and on a place for for freedom and the open expression of of religion and uh, to be a, a republic for the people. 
right? And we've been used to that all along. Our, our military has done such a, a fantastic job fighting wars on other fronts yeah. to where it's never touched our homeland. And I, it's definitely the first time in my lifetime that I've seen um, insurrection, I guess in I, that's kind of that's a, a strong word, but no, to, no, that's the word it is. <clears throat> that, that to see a group of people stand up and storm a building in opposition to what's happening in government. Normally, we hear about that happening in other countries, right? And now that's on the home front. You know, but Pastor, we need to be students of history. Mm -hmm. uh, if you if you don't know what Kent State is, you need to go back and 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 research what happened at Kent State. Mm -hmm. um, our country talks a lot about peace, but if you look at our history, we had a civil war, mm -hmm. killing our, each other. Um, we grew out of that. Uh, I praise God for that, but I, I remember the, the 1960s and the unrest there with civil rights and a Vietnam War that was very unpopular, yeah. and demonstrations and protests, and some of them became violent. Um, I remember... Um, way too much unrest, and some of it was, was uh, more violent than we want. We have been in a rather peaceful time, and so this is catching us somewhat off guard. We think mm -hmm. that we have grown beyond that. Human nature, unfortunately, hasn't changed very much. <laughs> but in saying all that, I don't want this to be a downer. Yeah. What the, 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 the hope is, where do, the question was, where's our hope? Our hope is that we are in a relationship with the living God, and he wins. Mm -hmm. hey, well, let me put it this way. He's already won. Yeah. The last battle hasn't been uh, completely fought, but he has already won this whole, um, this whole war. Yeah. And, and so we think sometimes that we're the only ones that have lived through this, but um, you, you look at Nebuchadnezzar and, and those uh, Daniel and his three friends, mm -hmm. man, that, they went through some craziness, uh, mm -hmm. There was some unrest in that government, mm -hmm. uh, even to the point where they had a king that lost his mind for uh, a few years there, and apparently Daniel helped hold the, the government together. Yeah. Um, you, you think of the book of Judges, where um, it, there's some really weird stuff that happens there, and there, I, I can make no sense of it except that in the, one of the final verses it says, uh, in that time, there uh, was no king, and uh, every man did what was right in their own eyes. Yeah, that's that's a that's a scary thought, yep. and it seems like that's where we are. The apostle Paul has challenged us to respect civil authority as as set up by God. That doesn't mean that we go against what God has called us to do. Mm -hmm. When the government asks us to do something that God has told us not to do, mm -hmm. there has to be that what we call civil disobedience. Right. But when the government asks for us to do something, we do it if it doesn't violate what God has said. Yeah. We live in a, in, a, in a country that has peaceful transference of power from one uh, president to the next. I'm so grateful to be in a country like that. I'm mm -hmm. saddened by the, the events of yesterday because there are people that don't understand that. And so we who do understand that need to remind us, ourselves that's not who we are. Yeah. That's not who this nation is. That's not what it was founded on. Yeah. But let's keep our hope in God, not just in, in, our, in our country. Yeah. 
And I like what Jesus says when he's standing outside the temple with his disciples and they're holding some coins and they're they're saying, Jesus, do we do we pay taxes to, to Caesar? Do we not? Because the disciples have kind of got this mind of the Messiah has come to overthrow the Romans, mm-hmm. right? Um, but Jesus says, he's like, who's, whose picture's on the coin? Well, Caesar's. Okay, give, give to Caesar what's Caesar's, but give to God what is what's God's. God's yeah. right? And we have this almost dual citizenship, right, that we are, are citizens of, of the United States, but we're also citizens of God's kingdom. And what do we do in the in-between when those two potentially come into conflict? Uh, and I think 2020 and now into 2021 has been a difficult year for, for Christians in a large part because um, whether you're on one side of the aisle or the other, the left or the right, whatever, um, in a lot of ways, our identities and our citizenships have come into conflict. That we've seen actions taken by our government, we've seen actions taken by um, the police in our country, the, the brutal murders and mistreatment of people. Uh, that all of a sudden starts to, well, I'm a, I'm a citizen of the United States and the, the law and order and the way our government established, those are good things. But when it comes to the mistreatment of people, then I have a, I have a huge issue with that. Absolutely. And I think when Jesus tells the disciples, yeah, give to Caesar what Caesar is, he's like, do, do, do your, your obligation to what's been set up. And as long as the, like you mentioned, as long as the the, the government is asking you to do something that's not against what um, the way of Jesus is, then, then fine. But be sure to plant yourself squarely and firmly in the way of Jesus. Right. We also always need to look out for, for each other. That's one of the, the things that Jesus mm-hmm. said. You know, we um, do unto others as you would have them do unto you. And, and I think that we should always be looking at, he says, um, we would always have the poor with us. Mm-hmm. That isn't an excuse to ignore them. That is a, a call to help meet their needs. Right. And there's different types of poorness. Yeah. Uh, we think of that as just money, but those, poorness is the, the one that doesn't have an advocate for them. Yeah. We, we must always be looking out um, for those that are in need. That's part of the, the Christian's calling. Mm-hmm. Um, and it goes deeper than our nationalism. It goes to our understanding that God has called us to make an impact in this world, to be, he, he says, we're supposed to be the light. He is the mm-hmm. light. We're reflecting his image mm-hmm. in, this, in this world. And so we must make sure that we are always representing Christ, whether it's in a board, whether it's yeah. in a classroom, whether it's in um, a civic organization, mm-hmm. whatever, wherever God places us, we are to represent him. Mm-hmm. And we must be very careful how we represent him. Yeah, that's true. And it can be easy to get distracted by what's happening on a national level. And I think be very frustrated with that. And I think, I think we have a right to, to be frustrated. Yes. But we can't let that distract us from the mission that God has put out in, in front of us. In, in, in the immediate spheres of influence that we have. Uh, you teach a class at Southwestern, uh, what is it called now? The uh, Personal Evangelistic Ministry. Yeah, uh, and it used to be called... Christian Witnessing. Christian Witnessing, right? And in that, we read a book called The Concentric Circles of Concern. Correct. Right? And that whole book is about who, who do you have influence over or in relationships. And you start from 
the, the people that you have closest around you and you work your way out. And ultimately you're working the people on the outside in closer and closer. Right. You know, I don't have a direct line to the White House. I don't have a direct line to the, the Capitol building to have influence over those people there. But I believe God has people in those positions to, to have influence and say in that. But what is God calling me to do in Keene, Texas, at the Keene Church, in Elevate, at Southwestern Adventist University? Who around me do I have the opportunity to reach and share a little bit of light and a little bit of hope to? Well, our influence is one that we sometimes see, and there's an influence that we have that we don't see, because mm-hmm. we influence people. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I was thinking last night and this morning, do, have I spent more time watching what is transpiring than being with God? Now, I'm not asking us to stick our heads in the sand and yeah. ignore <laughs> what's happening, okay? Yeah. Yeah. But the reality is, you, you use the word focus. Where's my attention? Is my attention on the the negative um, craziness that this world is is going through, mm-hmm. or do I see that, recognize that, and take it to the God who is um, our Savior, our Lord, our Creator, yeah. and our Redeemer? Yeah. And do we take it to Him and say, God, what do you want me to do in light of what's going on? Mm-hmm. How can I be an agent of your grace in a world that is tumultuous, mm-hmm. uh, a world that is divided? How do we, how do we as Christ followers, help to bring a Christ-like unity, not uniformity, yeah. but unity, where we are looking out for each other, where yeah. we are um, extending hope as well as help mm-hmm. uh, right now. And so I think that's that, that's where we, where where's my focus, and and I heard um, this past uh, Saturday afternoon I, I was listening to to a show or watching a show, and this doctor I forgot their name I'm very sorry I don't have that information in front of me but they said something that was very very interesting, you cannot have um, fear and thankfulness in your brain at the same time. Hmm. And I thought to myself, wow. So if the events of this world going on right now only produce fear within us, and that's what we're focusing on, we're going to be neglecting what we have been called to is, is to be thanked. Paul says, thank God in when, when things are going well, only when things are good, right? No, no he says, so thank God in all circumstances. Yeah. And he's the man to say it. He's been beaten and left for dead. He's been imprisoned. Yeah. He's been shipwrecked. He's been, he tells us this whole litany of things he's been through. And he says, in all of that, give yeah. thanks. Yeah. And so here we are in a, in a national crisis. Mm-hmm. And I think we can still be thankful for the country we are in and thankful for the God who is bigger than this crisis. Mm-hmm. And then we need to, in, in the, like you said, in our concentric circles, in our sphere of influence, be agents of God's grace yeah. in spite of what's going on yeah. in, in the world around us. Yeah. That doesn't mean we ignore it. Absolutely. Um, I, I'm, I'm saddened for our country, mm-hmm. but I'm still thankful for this country. Yeah. And I'm, I'm thankful for the way God is leading in his church, mm-hmm. 
it seems strange how the leading is going in a, in this in this country right now, but you know, God has not been surprised. But I mean, He's not been taken off guard by any of this. Yeah, he's true. still on His throne, yeah. and and He has promised that He will win. Yeah, I'm reminded of uh, Romans eight twenty eight, which is often yeah. misquoted and used out of context to, to to kind of placate people during times of distress. Um, but Paul says, "All things work together for good to those that love God." Yeah. Now, does this particular situation look good? Absolutely not. It's horrible. And like you say, in a lot of ways, we're in a national crisis. But if we look at the trajectory of the narrative of Scripture and the narrative of history, we know, as a matter of fact, that God wins. Right. He's won, and He is going to win. And so, even though, <clears throat> excuse me, even though we are in this time of, of terrible turmoil and of commotion and chaos, we know that this ultimately in the end is going to work out for good. I have no idea how. Yeah. <laughs> I read Revelation and I know that it's going to get a whole lot worse before it gets better. And so we shouldn't be surprised. But we can know having the ability to see the, the end from the beginning in the way that God has given us that through the scriptures that we can know that this works together for good because we love God and because we're faithful to him. I don't want to open it up into another can of worms, <laughs> but somehow, Pastor, we have bought into that um, myth that if we follow Jesus, everything is going to be easy. Yeah. Now, I promise you, following Jesus is going to be easier than not following Jesus. Mm-hmm. But he never promises is easy, mm-hmm. and and I, I think we have mess, misunderstood that to a little bit, um, because what is happening in the world around us are signs that we're getting nearer mm-hmm. to the coming of Jesus. Mm-hmm. Now I don't know when that's going to be. I I hope it's soon. He says it's soon. Now that was. You know, 2,000 years ago, but soon in his perspective and soon in my perspective may be different. Yeah. But when we when we get to heaven, we'll see that he came right on time. Yeah. Okay? But between now and the time Jesus comes, I think it's going to get crazier. Yeah. And so I think we're seeing just a little bit of a foretaste of some of the craziness. And, and I, I, I think it was Isaiah who said, how can we run with the horsemen? if we can't walk with the infantry. Hmm. And I'm thinking, here are these times that are arguably very bad, mm-hmm. but we we know that things will probably get worse down the road. And I'm not talking a political statement here. I'm not saying, uh, yeah. I, I'm saying that we know that, that, that times will probably get worse. Yeah. Let's not be surprised by that. Mm-hmm. Let's re-anchor our hope in the God who it promises us hope. Mm-hmm. Let's re-anchor and recommit ourselves to being fully devoted followers of Jesus Christ who live for him, who choose him above everything else, yeah. whose first allegiance is to the God yeah. who is creator and redeemer. Yeah. And that, when we keep that priority, I think we will live lives like Daniel, Shadrach, yeah. Meshach, Abednego, it, it, it will be the natural. They chose. It, it, it says, Daniel 1, verse 7, I think it is, or 1, verse 8, they resolved not to defile themselves. Mm-hmm. And I, I love that verse. That is the theme 
verse for the book of Daniel. Yeah. Yeah. And so we're, we're left to follow in those footsteps. Exactly. To resolve to continue our relationship with Jesus and not be defiled by the ways of this world. So, well said. Thank you so much for uh, coming out this morning and uh, having this conversation. Would you mind just taking a moment and praying um, for our country, uh, for our church, for our listeners, and uh, for God's light and love to shine through? Oh, gracious Heavenly Father, it's so good to be able to call you uh, gracious and to recognize your Lordship. And at times like this, um, we need to lean even more heavily on you and the fact that you are still in control, even when we see craziness uh, surrounding us. And so I pray first uh, and foremost uh, that you would continue to work in the country that we love and in the world that we live in. I pray for the United States of America, but I pray for the other countries and all the world leaders that you would give them wisdom, that you would um, give direction, that you would uh, allow time for the gospel to go uh, unchecked throughout the world. Be with the United States right now. The, there's a, a lot of craziness happening in D.C., and I pray that you would be with our, our leaders, elected leaders. I pray that you would be with this transition of leadership in, in the presidential office. I pray for our world church, the leaders, the, the uh, leaders in every level of our church, our pastors in our local congregations. Pray for our membership. I pray that you would bless your people scattered throughout the world. And I pray that in the middle of the storms of life, you would still give us peace. Peace because we're in your presence. May we trust in you more than anything else. May we see your hand and know your leading, even sometimes when we're confused. Forgive our sinfulness, Lord, and uh, we pray that you would be uh, Lord of our lives today. We're grateful. We love you. We ask that you would come soon, but until then, keep us faithful to you no matter what happens. I pray in Jesus' saving name. Amen.